0: Welcome to the Storyform Podcast, where we journey together at the intersection of faith and story. I'm your host, Will Chenault, Soul Care Pastor at Fellowship Bible Church in Jackson, Tennessee. Thanks for joining us on this podcast. Let's get this conversation started. Well, hello. On this episode of the Storyform Podcast, I have my good friend, Pepper Pratt, joining us. And Pepper's been a therapist in private practice for probably well over 30 years. He owns and operates the Pratt Clinic here in Jackson, where in addition to uh, Pepper's practice, they're a team of counselors and therapists who who serve our community. Pepper, thanks for coming on the podcast. Awesome. It's great to be here. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Well, I invited you on the podcast. um, because I want to talk about surviving Christmas. Yeah. You think about years ago, um, there was a movie made. Uh, it was a John Grisham book. It uh, became a cute movie, Surviving Christmas. And so um, for many, uh, the holidays are, like the song says, the most wonderful time of the year. There's, there's family and there's great meals and there may be travel and a little bit of downtime and and presents, and traditions, and festivities. And for a large group of people, that's a real positive. They look forward to the holidays. They look forward to Christmas. But maybe equally, uh, there's another group of people that the holidays just are a real challenge, and they're really difficult. So have you on the podcast to talk about, just as a therapist, what are the things that you see what makes the holidays so hard?
1: well and and there's even that other group of people where it's both it's both mm-hmm. you know a really joyous time mixed with you know just a lot of heartache and uh, it's it's um, it, very common for all of us to have some highs and lows throughout throughout Christmas but I think probably one of the biggest it, you know stressors and all of that is just the whole, comparison Mm -hmm. thing and there's you know comparison that we do from times gone by and some of us may have had really you know memorable Christmases as children growing up and there was some magic that was in that Uh, even if that didn't happen you may have created that with your own children and now they're gone Mm -hmm. Uh, so there's a lot of comparison with time and place And then certainly there's a lot of comparison with what others seem to be enjoying and seem to be experiencing. And in some cases, they are experiencing, you know, some really wonderful times. Uh, In other cases, they're like the rest of us. They're trying to make you think that when, you know, they have their own mixed bag of heartache, too. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I think that's a huge one, the comparison issue. And um, I know individuals that experience that at times I've experienced that. So just in, where do you think that leads? Where do you think the, the comparison, what are, what's the downside of
1: that? What's the downside to, to, to what's the emotional toll on that? Well, I mean, at a, at a minimum, it leads to some sadness, to some, uh, you know, dissatisfaction um, to some financial strain because you give in to the pressure of, trying to keep up with those comparisons or match what may have been in times past. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but at, at more of a profound level, I mean, it can lead to some short-term mental illness. It can mm-hmm. lead to depression. It can lead to uh, a lot of anxiety that's experienced, <clears throat> Excuse me, but it, you know, and that's to be taken seriously. It's not just for, you You know, for those that already are struggling with mental illness, which when you throw that in there, it makes it even, you know, exacerbated even more when you're already dealing with a mental mental illness and then you come into the holidays. Uh, but those are all to be taken seriously, and you combine that with lower light in the wintertime and some seasonal affective disorder that you know sometimes are, you know, is a struggle for people, and uh, sometimes just the strain of being around families. Uh, mm-hmm. Then it's it's kind of a perfect storm for some people. Absolutely,
0: yeah. So, if for that first category for the the comparison issue, um. What's, what's the way out of that? How do we navigate through that in a healthy way? Say say, I am entering the holidays and I'm already feeling the, the dark clouds mm-hmm. en- enveloping and maybe it's the, the impact of all of that. It's the comparison of what Christmas was like when I was young. It's maybe some of the dynamics in the family. It's the fact that uh, maybe financially things are different this year. Mm-hmm. So if I start feeling those things, um, the, 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 cloud enveloping me, what's the way out?
1: Yeah. Two, two things. One, I think, you know, be a realist, be realistic about your own needs mm-hmm. and then two, take control of what you can. Yeah. And, um, you know, to be realistic of what, where your limits are, you know, financially, time wise, energy wise, uh, your emotional bandwidth, be aware of what, what your own limits are. And then take control of, of what you can. And, you know, the survival skills that I give people generally are just, uh, you know, you got to eat, you got to sleep, you got to breathe, you got to connect with God and connect with people. Mm-hmm. So you've got to, you've got to eat, You your body needs fuel and you really don't have to eat all the Christmas junk, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. m- makes you feel kind of trashy anyway. You really don't have to. Right. Uh, I've actually lost weight this Christmas season. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I've, I've had, you know, a Thanksgiving meal and beyond that. I, I haven't done much in terms of Christmas goodies, so mm-hmm. it can be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you don't have to give in all of that. So you, you, But you've got to eat and you've got to have you know, some fuel for your body. you got to sleep. And you know, if you're not sleeping, that's where you may need to, I mean, consistently not sleeping. Mm-hmm. So Maybe where you need to get with your doctor or get with a mental health, mental health professional and, and begin to talk because uh, you, your body needs sleep. If you're not sleeping, you're not going to have a perspective on much else. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to breathe. And when I say that, I'm just meaning exercise uh so it it doesn't have to be you know doing doing an ironman i mean it could be walking five minutes down the street and, you know, in daylight hours. And and if you walk five minutes down the street, you got to get back. So you've walked 10 minutes. So if, if that's all you can do, then that's something that's, that's you're, you're able to control. Even if you're not ambulatory, there are some things that you can do to get your heart rate up. If your doctor permits uh, you to do that Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and it gets you to breathe in a little bit more, but also to connect with God and connect with people. And whether that's attending worship online that's listening to podcasts like this, that's uh, listening to other teaching um, and to connect with people, kind of like the old song says, if you can't be with the ones you love, love the one you're with. Right. So find, find people nearby uh, that you can spend some time with and really uh, be present with them and enjoy them. Yeah.
0: Very, very good practical advice for those who may be beginning to enter into that time, having some processes that can be put in place that maybe can help you enter into that season more relationally and emotionally healthy. So you mentioned the category of comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to throw a category to you. Um, I think this is a biggie. Uh, I, I remember an author, I forgotten who it was, uh, that said, um, you know, he feels healthy and strong and then gets around family of origin uh, mom, dad, brothers, sisters, cousins, etc., And just said, it's like kryptonite to Superman. It just can really take a, a, a toil on, on, uh, certain individuals, given the family dynamics. That's a big part of the holidays. So help us navigate through how do we do that in a healthy way? How do we engage with our family, uh, in, in, in an appropriate healthy way that doesn't lead to that
1: place of feeling defeated mm-hmm. and that's where you get into the that being a mixed bag for many of us mm-hmm. because sometimes we've grown out of a family system that we thought was healthy when we were in it and we have some magical childhood memories of christmas and then we kind of get away from that and we realize you know they they were there were some imperfections in some case some real you know pathology in in that family growing up and we, we grow out of some of that. We may even get help for ourselves. We may, you know, do some reading and, and, and learn some things about how to be healthy. And, and, and we may go on and do great things. But then when we go home, uh, it's, it's like they, they put you in that room that hasn't changed since you were 15 and you still have, like, you know, the Bon Jovi poster that's on there, or whatever it is, yes. and you're there with your wife that you've been married to for 20 years, and it just, you know, it yeah. feels like you've 15 gone 15 years old again. Yeah, it yeah. feels like you've gone back in time. And, and even though you may you know run a large organization of some sort, you know, you've, you've got a, a family member that's always going to be the naysayer and say, ah, that's not, that's never going to work, Clark. You know, I mean, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of the way it goes. It, it, actually, Christmas vacation is kind of a good example of that interaction between uh, Clark and, and the parents there. So, yes. uh, but um, you know, you, you do go, sometimes you go back and you're reminded of, a, at a minimum, you're reminded of some things that maybe were, you were a little self-conscious about when you were a kid, and, and that goes from being in the background to the foreground, and, and that's stressful. But then you know, there's all these other things that may have happened that you know, were things of significant harm that uh, would have been uh, anything ranging from verbal and emotional abuse to memories of parents fighting or parents leaving or someone being incarcerated or any number of adverse childhood experiences that could have happened, uh, ranging from that to just outright direct abuse, whether it was physical abuse or sexual abuse, uh, in some cases where a family may have handled that well. And, but in many cases, uh, where they did not handle that very well. And it, it remains a, a big secret and, uh, that's where the kryptonite comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And so, um, if somebody is in in that category, um, how would you encourage them? Would you say, you know, it's it's okay to to not go visit family, to to have appropriate boundaries with that? I mean, how would you counsel someone who is saying, I I feel really torn because um, I have this sense of loyalty and um, I do love my family, but. You know, it just, it's this residual effect. It's so difficult to be around them. Uh, You know, a little bit about the boundaries thing. I mean, is it, how do we navigate, how how would you help someone through that sort of situation?
1: Yeah, and I I have several clients right now that I'm talking with Mm -hmm. that uh, during the Christmas season that are at different stages of that. You know, some where it's just not going to be healthy for them to be around their family Mm -hmm. this Christmas. Mm -hmm. And they're setting that boundary that they're not going to come home. Mm-hmm. and uh, just understand that anytime you set a boundary, the person that may have the boundary set with them is probably not going to understand. Yeah. And they're going to buck and they're going to have a response that is going to be guilting and possibly shaming. And, uh, and they and they'll even drag other family members into it at times. Mm-hmm. So just be prepared for that when you set that boundary. But that goes back to just being realistic about what your needs are. And, You know, if, if you're in a place, you know, where you're just working through some stuff and that's just going to knock scabs off wounds and, uh, to go back, it's, you know, before you even go, it's going to set you back some steps. It's probably a good idea to just not go. Yeah. And sometimes you have to weigh that out because sometimes not going, you know, for some people, you know, sets them back some, you know, further steps than, than going. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I think that's that's an ultimate boundary is to just not go. Uh, I think another boundary, though, that's really helpful is that, you know, there's often an assumption that when you go, you have to stay in that room with the Bon Jovi poster, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you don't. You can find a hotel. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's, you know, if you have to fly in, there's Ubers and rental cars and all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. That leaves you feeling like you've got a little bit of space to yourself and some power that, you know, if, if things kind of get in their normal crazy that they may get in your in your family of origins, you know, meeting place, then you've got your own space that you can retreat to and say, hey, I'm going to I'm going to be back at. Nine, you know, yeah, and and when I when I come back, then I'm going to be in a better place, but you don't have to say all that, but you just know that yourself that you go back and you get get some space and you do some things with the family that you've brought with you, and and um, it it can get a little bit better, yeah, that's very helpful.
0: And and I think the realistic part of anytime we do set those boundaries, being prepared for um, what what may come as a result of that, I think Mm -hmm. that's really important. and and what I'm hearing you say that that um, resonates and and I think is important as well is pick and choose your battles.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, know that um, okay, if if this boundary is set, there may be this result. And so this year, um, do do I is that the battle that I'm going to fight? It, or are there things that I just endure through? Um, maybe it is saying you know this year I am gonna we're gonna stay and you know, do Christmas on our own, whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. But just knowing that just even in the average family, that those things bring conflict mm-hmm. and they bring tensions. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and so balance that with, or, or, or counter that with the, uh, the Norman Rockwell, you mm-hmm. know, the Christmas, the, the memories, the nostalgia and, 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 and and somebody saying that's not my felt experience. Yeah, yeah. I think that can be the perfect storm.
1: Yeah, in a lot of ways. Well, and and maybe even another one that's somewhere in between. That's eh, it's not really a cop out at all. I think it's just a uh, a if there, it's a it's a respite boundary that you could set for a, a single year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that maybe you don't want to go home. You don't want to. You don't want to stay in a hotel. You really just don't. You don't have the bandwidth for that this year but you're also not necessarily ready to set that permanent boundary. This is not something that I'm going to do. You could make some decisions to just make different plans. You don't really stay at your own home for Christmas and you don't go there. You just let the family know, you know, we're going to do something a little different. It's just something that we need this year. Uh, don't, not going to get into all the reasons why, but we're going to go to the mountains for Christmas and just kind of hole up and use COVID as an excuse if you have to for now. But uh, we're going to go to the mountains, we're going to go to the beach, or we're going to go to Disney World, where, wherever it is that we're going to go. Uh, or we're going to go camping, I mean, in tents you know, for right. a month. I right. mean, whatever whatever you're able to, to go and do financially, uh, but just to use that as a time to, to get away and um, – and, and not have to deal with all those hard boundary conversations in a permanent kind of way that you might have to if, if you were just going to set that boundary and not go. Yeah,
0: I like that. That's kind of the middle ground. Yep. Uh, because when you do set the, the permanent boundary, uh, th- that definitely comes with a, with a cost. Yep. And it comes with the navigating through the, the complexities uh, of those things. And I do believe, as we said, that, that can be the kryptonite. Uh, after all I've done for you. Uh, how, how dare you do this? Mm-hmm. No, um, you don't love us anymore. Right. No, and it's that sort of wrestling that I think uh, people experience during this time. Which, for many, they just say, "I can't wait to get this over with." Yep. I can't wait to get through this. I think that's a biggie. So we've talked about family of origin. We've talked a little bit about the comparison thing. Mm-hmm. Anything else that? you see that can become the catalyst
1: for the difficulty of Christmas? Well, let's, let's talk about grief for a second, okay. because that's a, that's a big one. And, you know, for, for someone that's lost a loved one, uh, I mean, you know, say it's, it's a spouse that you've been married to for 50 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, Christmas just magnifies what's already there. So it's not like you start missing them at Christmas, you know, you're missing them every day. Uh, there is a hole in, in your gut that just can't be you know repaired, and and, and Christmas just magnifies that, and uh, that's certainly a place of comparison where you're you're remembering all those Christmases that you shared with your with your mate, and if they were good Christmases, then you know that's that's really tough. Um, and then you know you get in the holiday season, and there's empty chairs and there's empty you know place settings that otherwise would be be there. Uh, for other family members though, um, especially as we grow up and we get away from parents, say it's a parents that a parent that's passed away or or a sibling, uh, in some cases, um, Christmas is the rhythm that you get in where you normally see them. And, uh, the holidays are, are those times that, 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 you know, it becomes even more obvious that they're no longer here. Mm -hmm. And, for, you do miss them day in and day out but not in the way that you do in the holidays because that's when you're used to seeing them mm-hmm. so uh, so that's a really you know, tough time of year for a lot of people uh, for those reasons
0: Yeah yeah again, um, what what have you found uh, have been the helpful? strategies, uh, for an individual that's, um, experiencing grief in the holidays.
1: Mm-hmm. One of the, one of the best, uh, trainings that I ever went to was, uh, early in my career. And I remember so much of it, uh, a guy named Alan Wolfelt. He was a clinical thanatologist. Okay. Uh, what, how, how would you like that on your business card? Uh, but he's, he's a death doctor. So he's, he's an expert on death and grieving. Oh. And I learned a couple of things from him. So if you ever come into my office and you're crying, I will never offer you a tissue. Uh, and he trained me to do that. He, he said never offer anyone a tissue, uh-huh. and because what you do when you, in essence, you're saying that you're not comfortable with their tears, so you're trying to help them to stop crying. Oh, now great. I have tissue available right. anywhere in my office, so right. if you want it, you can get it. So I'm right. not that mean, right? Okay, I don't want you yeah, snotting. Th- I don't want- thinking the mess Yeah, I don't want you. I don't want you snotting on my chair. <laughs> I'm thinking of the mascara know? pouring. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the other thing, and this is this just another one liner that I, I always remember from that training, and that's when you don't know what to do, have a ceremony. And I think there are so many things that we have an opportunity to do at Christmas time that are kind of cere- ceremonial in nature that uh, can help us to remember and, and kind of break the ice of that thing that we're all feeling maybe at, in the holidays. So whether that's when it's time for uh, dinner, we, we pause and we light a candle in memory of the loved one that we're all thinking about, uh, or whether we have a stocking for that loved one that's, uh, that's passed that uh, we all write a, a note uh, of maybe a particular memory and we place it in the stocking and maybe we read it out loud or maybe we don't, maybe we just put the stuff in the stocking and that's there for somebody to go through and look at at some point. Uh, but something that is, commemorative of uh, that person's life and what they meant uh, to us. Those are just, those are beautiful, painful expressions mm-hmm. that, uh, that feel much better once they're done than to not do anything and not say anything mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. So I think those are good ideas. Exactly.
0: Cause a lot of times people don't know what to do. They don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody feels it um, they they have that that sense of knowing that the family member is not there um, but i love that acknowledgement um, the the discussion let's talk about that but let's also have some sort of ritual or ceremony or appropriate thing for our our family it's going to look different um, but just a remembering and acknowledgement of that. I think that's that's very
1: important. Yeah, and for for people who are wired like me and you, we're going to do that. We're going to yeah. say, "Hey, this is this is something that's obvious. We need to talk about it." And mm-hmm. our kids all roll their eyes. Or here goes Dad again. Right. We got to talk about it. Right. Uh, but then there are some people that aren't. They're not good at that. Yes. And they would just say, I, "I don't have the words," or even if I do, don't know that I can get them out. Mm-hmm. So I just want to light a can- light a candle in in memory of. You know, Shirley. That's my mother's Yeah, name, that's so. great. So don't make it something
0: mm-hmm. that's that is not uh, that the the individual doesn't have the capacity to do. Yep. Yeah, okay. I think that's really important and a, and very very helpful. Yeah. Any other categories for for you that come to mind? I ha- I have one that I want to discuss with you, but I want to see is 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 there any any others that that you think of during the holidays?
1: Yeah, I think the only other one, and, and I won't say a whole lot about this, is just just make sure that in the family that you are with now, mm-hmm. it, regardless of what stage that is, uh, have have some unique and maybe new traditions that come up uh, that feel fresh. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's always good, especially if if there is a bit of a struggle. And whether that's you and, and the remaining family members that you're either in the home with or that you may gather with, or even if you gather virtually, uh, maybe think of some tradition, whether it's, you know, sharing an appetizer together, mm-hmm. you know, that would be uh, at a distance from, you know, from Oklahoma to Tennessee, you know, we're, we're sharing the same appetizer on, you know, on a FaceTime call, you know, even if we do that, that's, that's better than, uh, just trying to wonder what it is we say or talk about, you know, if, Mm -hmm. if we, if we meet, but then if you've got people in person that you're able to do some things with, whether it's family or just friends, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, have something that's a a new tradition. That's something that's fresh that you may do again next year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Again, all those are extremely helpful.
0: I think a category that, um, I think we've covered generally the ones that, that, most individuals would be struggling with as they enter into the holidays, but just that the scarcity mentality, mm-hmm. um, and, that, and I think that's linked to comparison in a lot of ways. But but also just that, and let's let's talk a little bit from a spiritual perspective of of um, how do we how do we keep the the central message of Christmas something forefront in our minds and in our hearts. Because it can be easy to say, well, we just didn't do enough. We don't have enough presents. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our friends are going on a vacation. We can't do that. Uh, and it can be easy to get into, uh, slip into the scarcity mentality that then is um, linked to the comparison and miss the whole purpose of the reason uh, for Christmas. So can you speak to a little bit of just um, how do we continue to just dwell on the message of Christmas? What are some things that we can put in place um, to to focus on the spiritual message of Christmas?
1: I I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is to just realize how 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 the Christmas story itself is a message of scarcity Mm. It, it's it's a message of material scarcity, but you know spiritual wealth, and oh, the the scarcity of it was. I mean, th- they had to hole up in a doghouse, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. they there was no place for for the king of the universe to be physically born into the world. Mm-hmm. So that's a uh, that's a place to to begin, mm-hmm. and and what we have turned it into is something that's. You know, a, a mixture of, well, you know, wise men brought him gifts and, and so on and so forth. But um, maybe that's where some of the gifting got started. But it certainly turned into a very different thing mm-hmm. at, at this point. And uh, I, I think the the presence without the tea, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, the presence of just being present with someone mm-hmm. is something, especially as I've gotten older. I've, I've grown to to value so much. I would much rather do that than get stuff. Uh, and it's taken me a while probably to grow into that. Mm-hmm. But I, I certainly see the value in that. Uh, but I think one thing that I, I would really encourage people who are living in abundance and living in blessing mm-hmm. uh, right now to just be aware that not everybody in your family is experiencing that. Mm-hmm. And to, to be sensitive to that uh, in terms of how you do gifting at, at the holidays, uh, to, so there may be a a time where we say, Hey, you know, let's just have a $10 limit and, you know, uh, exchange names, you know, and you share names at Thanksgiving so that, you know, really you're, you're focusing on being, fully present with each other as, as just family and not necessarily on stuff. And that really frees up uh, those that may be living with uh, very little, but consider all the other things that you may be able to do in gift that don't necessarily cost a lot of money, but, you know, have some real thought and care behind it, whether it's something that's crafty or it's something that is uh, a creation that you, that you have of some sort. Uh, or even just a a well-written letter, mm-hmm. you know, is something that could mm-hmm. mean the world to a lot mm-hmm. of people. Oh, I think that's so
0: important because we get um, sucked into the I've gotta I've gotta do this because everybody else is doing it and uh, and then there may be those that may have different means. And so that continues to be the the magnifying glass on the sense of, inadequacy or the, or, or, or the, um, the feeling that, uh, we, we don't have enough. Uh, look what everybody else has that then leads to the comparison that then can lead to depression that, you know, and, and it piles on. And so I, I think that's the, that's the point of just all of the dynamics. Uh, let's try to peel away from, um, those, Potential issues that can really get us at a bad place, and say, "Let's can can we focus our hearts on the central uh, message of Christmas that God is with us, that the King of the Universe incarnated into our world, um, and that He is for us, and that 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 God has broken into human existence." Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that's where the the habit and the the traditions of focusing on the spiritual aspect of christmas is so so important and it, and it is a battle because we're going to feel that gravitational pull back to all of the things that that we have talked about yeah um so so pepper as as we wrap up here um uh, if if somebody is listening to this podcast um and and they're realizing okay that's uh, that's me Uh, when the comparison issue or the family of origin or grief or the scarcity, um, I may be struggling with all of them. Um, talk just for a few minutes uh, as we wrap up here about the importance of, of talking to someone about that, particularly that's what you do. That's the, that's the role that, that, that you have. That's so vital, uh, for a community. Why is it important that people unpack and talk about those things?
1: Well, it's, it's, it's a level of suffering that you walk around with that you're assuming that no one else is experiencing that. Mm -hmm. And when you're able to name those things and get them outside of your head and, and realize, wow, there's someone else that I thought was just, you know, should have a Hallmark movie made about them because they're loving Christmas so much. And they say, you know, I I can name those same things. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then it's, um. It's, it's one of those things that you don't feel nearly as alone. Oh, it it is so powerful to acknowledge. I feel that too. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I'm, I'm one of those. I mean, we've got some wonderful things that I'm looking forward to with my family. And then we've got extended family that, Mm -hmm. you know, is, is just one of those things that Mm -hmm. is uh, something I kind of brace for. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's just going to be a part of it. And, in, and there are boundaries that I think we're having to set this year just with social distancing and COVID that, mm-hmm. you know, we haven't had to set before. And in some cases, you know, some of us are going, oh, good. This is a great excuse. <laughs> yeah. there, is a, then, there is an upside to COVID. Yeah, yeah. And then there are others that, that, you know, makes you really sad that you can't be with some of your family members. But, um, but yeah, just to, to realize that you're not alone. And, and even the ones that you look at and think that – They've, they've got their whole, you know, Christmas jam going. Uh, They don't most of the time. They, they really don't. There's, there's some low spots in that for them too. Right. Well, I would just encourage people as they
0: listen to this podcast that um, there are a team of counselors, therapists at the Pratt Clinic. Um, You can go to the, theprattclinic.com and, 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 if you're at a place that um, you, you really need to unpack and talk through and navigate through some of the complexities of the, the issues that you're facing right now, I, I would really encourage um, really anyone to engage into that process because I do believe there is a, a real importance to um, talking about what we're feeling inside, talking about our inner world having a skilled person navigate through those realities with us. And um, so I, I would encourage uh, anyone who is at a place that they feel like that would be beneficial and helpful to to engage with you and, and the team at, at the Pratt Clinic.
1: Well, and just kind of a parting shot, I would encourage you to just do that with one another, too. Mm-hmm. You know, just to be willing to go into the world of another person. Yes. Uh, because... When, when you think about the incarnation, and I, I come to you know, Philippians 2, 5 through 11 is, is kind of the classic text on the incarnation that Jesus being equal with God didn't think of himself in that kind of way, but humbled himself to be obedient to God, even to death on, on the cross, and his name is lifted up as you, as you read through that. Mm-hmm. But if you're not careful, you miss how that begins, and it says, In your relationships have the same mind of Christ, that who, being equal with God, did not think this of himself, and it goes on to mm-hmm. really explain what the incarnation was about. So to really consider how this Christmas season, one of the greatest gifts that you can give is be willing to go into the world of another person, mm, and good. whether that's just in your relationships, in your personal relationships, or it's, it's volunteering and going into someone that has greater need than you uh, into their world, uh, or just to be present with family members that you are going to be able to be with, and just leave them feeling very respected, and that you are really interested. Because if you really are, then it's going to show mm-hmm. uh, that you are really interested in in what's going on in their world, and uh, find satisfaction in that, in that you are being Christ like when you do that. Mm-hmm. I think that's
0: actually the most important reality. Uh, the what we can give. Uh, more than any of the, the temporal gifts that we forget about three months later, the, the power of entering into someone else's world that actually impacts eternity. Um, and and that is something that uh, that we all can do, that we all can do. There is no scarcity with that. We all have the capacity to be able to uh, connect with others in a way that's meaningful Um and And simply have a curiosity uh, about what is happening in another's world. and that may be that may be the very gift that you could give is simply I'm here, I'm present, I'm with you, uh, I'm listening. Um, I, I'd love to journey. I don't necessarily have all the answers, mm-hmm. but I'd love to journey through this with you. Um, I think that's very, very important. Mm-hmm. Pepper, thanks for being on the podcast. Awesome. Um, I this is going to be uh, uh, released the week of Christmas, and my sense is that many people will listen to this and draw some real helpful um, uh, categories. And uh, this 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 is a really helpful conversation.
1: Thank well, you. Good. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you certainly for all the work that you do yeah. here here at Fellowship and also at the Pratt Clinic. Yes.
0: yes. So, thank yeah. you.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Pepper. Yep.
0: Thank you for joining us today on the Story Form podcast. For more information about Fellowship Bible Church in Jackson, you can visit us at fellowshipjackson.com. Join us next time as we enter into the story of others together.